Hilchas Deis, Perak Hamish Alacha Aleph. Again, the Ramam is still in. Uh, this is the, the the last Perak in which the Ramam will address the first mitzvah, which is the mitzvah to imitate Hashem's ways and copy Hashem, so to speak. Uh, the previous program, the Ramam dealt with ways to make ourselves more oriented in that direction by refining character traits and having a healthy lifestyle. And this Perak, the Ramam actually addresses the actual behaviors which are considered imitating Hashem. As a wise person is discernible by his wisdom and his traits, who moved on they make the, the, in this way he is distinguishable from other common folk. So too must he be discernible and distinguished by his behaviors. In his eating, in his drinking, in his intercourse, in his general necessity actions, in his speaking. Um, in his going of Malbusha and in his behave in his dress of Chilkul Dvarov in his managing his finances and in his business affairs. Um we mentioned earlier can also be translated as going to the bathroom. So even there the Chacham has to be distinguished and different. All these actions you should be very appropriate and, and correct. How so? should not be a glutton. He should only eat what is appropriate for his health. He should not eat, uh, overeat. He should not be ex- uh, possessed or obsessed with fulfilling his desires, filling his stomach. Like those who fill their stomach until their stomach pops. Regarding them, it says in the Navi. I will spread dung over your face, the dung of your of your celebrations. In other words, your excessive frivolity and uh, festivities which have no content. These are people who eat and drink and make every day like a holiday, so to speak, just for the sake of uh, being merry. No uh, spiritual content to it. And they say, Eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. This is the eating of the wicked. These are the types of tables that the Pasuk disapproves of. And it says, All their tables are full of excrement and dung, or vomit without any place. Belimakim can also be translated as without Hashem. Hashem is referred to as the Makim. Only eats one or two cooked dishes. Doesn't have to have a whole entire spread every time he eats. He eats sufficient to, to, to live and satisfy himself. That's what says. The righteous person eats to satisfy his soul, not to enjoy himself. The purpose is to be able to be satisfied, so as not to be hungry, not to distract him from what he has to do. Halachabez addresses the social setting which is appropriate for a person to eat. When the wise person eats this measured amount that's appropriate for him, he should only eat it in his own home, on his own table. He should not eat in the marketplace or in, or in the store, in public, unless there's a great necessity. In order he should not become uh, disgraced by the other people. So since eating is such a basic thing human beings have to do similar to what animals have to do it's a very strong expression of our mortality uh, therefore a person should not do so in, like in a way that he's showing off other people but do, us, do so uh, you know behind closed doors
not, it's not something to celebrate and show off. You should not eat by the common folk. Nor on those tables that are full of dung and excrement, which refers to tables that have no divertido. Presumably, this is a reference to Perkyavis, Perkimel, Mishnah Gimel. He should not frequently eat uh, anywhere outside of his home, even if among other Chachamim. He should have a des- designated place, uh, which is his own home. He should not eat at meals which have a large gathering, very public. It's not appropriate for him to eat in general from that of others. Such as a wedding feast. What type of wedding are we referring to? Not just any random people who want to get married. Rather, it's a Talmud Chacham marrying the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, so the wedding represents continuation of the tradition of Torah. Great tzaddikim and earlier chassidim only ate from, never ate of a meal that was not their own, even from another chacham. When a wise person drinks wine, he only drinks enough to uh, help with the digestive process. To soften the food which is digesting. Someone gets drunk just for fun. He's a sinner and is disgraceful. He loses his wisdom. If wise chacham gets drunk in front of the common folk just for fun, he desecrated Hashem's name because he's supposed to represent the Torah. And here he is giving to an alcohol craving just for fun and getting drunk. It's forbidden to drink wine in the afternoon, even a little bit, unless it was together with food. Drinking wine together with food does not cause intoxication. We're only concerned about wine that is after a person has already finished eating. That causes drunkardness. Dal drama begins to discuss appropriate sexual intercourse and how it must be a genuine bonding, emotionally bonding experience. Even though a person's wife is constantly permitted to him, a Torah scholar should conduct himself with holiness. He should not be by his wife's side constantly like a chicken. Rather, uh, every Friday night regularly. If he has physical ability and stamina. When he talks with her to begin the process of intimacy, he should not do so in the beginning of the night. While his stomach is still full and he's satisfied from dinner, nor at the end of the night when he's still when he's already hungry, rather middle of the night, when the food in his stomach has already begun to digest. He should not be excessively frivolous or lighthearted. He should not uh, pollute his mouth with words of vanity, even privately between them. It says in Navi, he relates to a person what he speaks, meaning the Bez relates to a person what he says, and he has to give an accounting. Even the minor talk between a man and his wife, he must give an accounting and demonstrate that it was necessary, not just vain talk. They should not both be drunk, nor disinterested or lazy. Nor sad, neither should one of them be as such. She should not be sleeping. He should not coerce her when she's not really interested. Rather, should both be genuinely interested and happy about it. He should speak with her and uh, and uh, jest with her slightly. In order to calm her, he should uh, have relations bashfully, not brazenly, and immediately separate. 
Halacha, hey, call Neig at Minagze, whoever conducts himself in this manner, it's not only that he has sanctified his soul and purified himself, but seeking the ace of and corrected his traits and character, if he has children from that union, you know they will be attractive and modest, fit for wisdom and piety. Whoever conducts himself, however, in the way of the common folk who walk in the ways of darkness, you have children like those people. Halacha vav. The Rambam begins to discuss appropriate behavior in the bathroom. Torah scholars conduct themselves with exceptional modesty. They don't disgrace themselves. They don't uncover their heads. Today, this is a general custom among all Jews. Nor any part of their body. Even when they enter the, ba- the bathroom, they should be modest because Hashem is everywhere. He should not uncover his clothing until he sits down. He should not wipe himself with his right hand. And he should distance himself from every other person out of respect for other people. He should go to the innermost room, in the innermost cave. Only then should he defecate. If it's impossible to do that and he has to go, uh, go to the bathroom behind the fence, he should distance himself from other people so no one else should hear him, uh, uh, his sounds in this atish if he passes wind. If he has to go to the bathroom in an open area, he should distance himself far enough so no one else should, no one else should, should see him uncovering himself. He should not speak when he's going to the bathroom, even for great necessity. Just as he must conduct himself this way modestly during the daytime, so he must, 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 do, must do at night when even though there's no light, no one can see, but Hashem still sees. The person should train himself to go to the bathroom morning and evening regularly so that he doesn't have to have sudden need for the bathroom and then need to distance himself away from other people. A should not be screaming when he talks to other people, like uh, um, when he speaks, like an animal. He should not raise his voice excessively. He should speak pleasantly with all people. When he speaks pleasantly, he should not distance himself from them to the point that it seems like he is a big shot. Apparently, the Rambam feels that speaking in a low tone, low tone, a low voice from far away, is an expression of gaiva because you expect you expect other people to stop what they're doing and concentrate on what you're saying intently. He greets every person before they greet him, so that people are pleased by him. He judges every person favorably. He speaks pleasant, positively of others and their qualities, not about their negative um, aspects. Ayyav Shalom, he loves peace. Ayyav Shalom pursues peace. If he sees that what he will say will be effective and heard, he'll say it. If not, he will not say it, even though he has desire to say it. The bottom line is, is, is what he's saying effective? Ketan, how so? Don't try to make your friend calm down while he's angry, even though you feel you want to, but it's not effective because he's very worked up. He should not question him about his oath. Or his vow when he takes a vow, because the person's upset about something, makes a vow that he's never going to do that again, or allow something like that to happen again. And if you try to tell him no, don't do that, don't take the, don't say that neder. Again, you're trying to placate him while he's emotionally um, aroused. until he calms down, that's when you can say something. 
Don't try to console him when his, the dead, his dead is uh, still before him, lying before him unburied. He is confounded and unsettled until they actually buried. Even though the person feels the desire to say something, to console the person, because he feels uncomfortable seeing his friend in that state. But the bottom line is, is what he's saying going to be effective or ineffective? Similarly in all these examples. He should not see his friend when he's in a state of disgrace. He should deliberately avert his eyes so the person is not embarrassed at being seen while in a state of embarrassment. He should not change what he says or change facts. Not add nor subtract them. Except for in a situation where that causes peace between people. Or a similar necessity. Here's the principle. He only speaks words of wisdom, words of kindness, and the like. He should not speak of the woman in public, even if it's his own wife, or his sister, or his daughter, because somebody else may not know who his family is and may think that he's flirting with some random woman. should not walk completely erect with his neck stretched out, or with his head held high, rather. As it says, they walked with necks outstretched, and with flashing eyes. You should not walk slowly, toe to heel, like the uh, aristocratic women. As it says, they walked mincing as they walked, and tinkling with their feet. So the idea again is walking in a in a uh, manner of a light, uh, light, uh, uh, light gait, which is considered uh, egotistic. You should not run in the public domain, like the crazy people. Nor should he walk completely bent over, like a hunchback. You should look towards the ground, as one does when he davens back then without a sitter so you look down so not, not to get distracted he should walk in the marketplace like a person who's busy with his business so that type of goal directed uh, stance is the appropriate one with which, with which a person walks also from the way a person walks you can tell if he's a wise person if he's intelligent just as we said earlier regarding the way a person uh, deals with others his general conduct particularly it applies as well from uh, uh, to the idea of walking you can tell the way that, by the way he walks if he's unintelligent and a fool so to in his wisdom the so to when he walks or on the road as well when the fool goes his heart is empty he proclaims to everyone he's a fool so Ram explains who made the He informs everyone about himself. He's a fool by the way he walks. Halacha tes malbush talmud chacham the dress of a talmud chacham malbush novinaki. It's supposed to be attractive and clean. For us, it's not allowed to be on his clothing. Kesem a blood stain, a shamunis or a fat stain, a chetzepen or anything else of that nature. Well, you'll bash loy malbush malachim. Nor should he dress in the manner of the kings. Kigoyin big days of and garments of gold. And purple, which everyone gawks at. Nor should he wear the clothing of the poor people, which disgraces its wearer. Rather, average clothing. He should not, his flesh 
should not be visible from under his clothing. Such as the very light uh, flax garments, linen garments, which are made in Mitzrayim, in Egypt. His clothing should not drag on the earth, as is the clothing style of the hardy people, the uh, big shots. Only up to his ankle and not lower. The cuff of his sleeve, add rush of its base up to the tips of his fingers. He should not let his cloak hang down. Because again, it appears to be dressing like one who is haughty. The exception is on Shabbos, he does not have a, a, a change of clothing. If a person is poor or he's traveling and he only has one change of clothing, so he does not have the ability to change spe- into special Shabbos clothing as you're supposed to. So he should wear his weekday clothing, but he should wear it differently than he normally does during the week. One such option is to let it hang lower than normal. You should not wear shoes that have been patched, one patch top the other, because it's it's considered disgraceful. That's in the winter, in the summer season. In the rainy season, when it's very muddy, is permitted because the, the mud covers up the patches. Provided that he's poor, and therefore it's necessary for him to do so. Should not go into the marketplace with perfume or cologne. Nor with uh, perfumed clothing. He should not have perfume in his hair when he goes out. If he puts perfume on his skin, in order to remove the dirty sweat, like the odor, that's okay. He should not go out alone at night. Unless he had a set time regularly to go out at night at that time. Because back then there was no light outside, so people stayed inside where there was light and from their candles. Going outside at night would arouse suspicion of doing something inappropriate. All this is because of the possibility of being suspected of doing something inappropriate. He manages finances justly. He eats and drinks and provides for his household according with his financial means and his success. But he does not overextend himself and, and obsess himself with providing them with with things that are that are unnecessary. You know, just because the neighbor has it. commanded us regarding appropriate lifestyle. A person should only eat meat out of a specific desire to do so. It should not be a regular daily staple. as it says, for your soul desires to eat flesh, eat meat. A healthy person should be satisfied and content eating meat weekly, once a week on Shabbos. If he's wealthy, enough to eat meat daily, he may do so and eat so. Our sages declared, A person should always eat slightly below his means, the uh, as is below his means. And he should dress himself as is appropriate according to his means. And honor his wife and children more than his means because a person's income is in the schos of his wife. Derech Baladeh is the way of the smart people. A person should first establish himself as for an occupation, source of income. After that, buy himself a dwelling, a house. Then afterwards, get married. It says in the Pasuk, in Devarim, where it discusses the type of people who may return from the war, not fight. Who's the person who planted a vineyard but did not? Redeem it in, in the fourth year by bringing its fruits, its fruits to Yerushalayim. 
Who's the person who built a house and did not dedicate it? Who's the person who married a woman but did not betroth the woman, but did not actually marry her? So we see the order is parnasa, livelihood, then buying a house, then getting married. The obvious question here is, is that anybody who's familiar with the Pesukim over here, the, the order is actually not like the Ram says. The order is Taka, the last thing mentioned over there is getting married, but the first thing is not Parnasa, a vineyard, it's rather building a house. Then it mentions a vineyard. And there's, there's possible, various possible solutions to that question. Uh, I leave you to the uh, task of finding uh, some of them out. Avla Tipshin, however, the silly people. first they get married. Afterwards, if they have enough uh, money, you can buy us, then they buy a house. And afterwards, we say, if at the end of his days, then he tries to find himself a parnasa, livelihood, or business, a sponsor, and if not, he just supports himself from charity handouts. We see this similarly from the curses in the Teichacha. Isha to Aris, you'll marry a woman, buy his tivn, you'll, you'll build a house, Kerem Tita, then you will plant a vineyard, in other words, Parnasa, Kerem, meaning to say, you Masecha Hafuchin, your deeds will be topsy turvy. And that's why they're not going to be successful, as it says in the curses, in Teichcha. In the bracha, it says regarding the positive, David was thoughtful in all his ways. Hashem was with him. Now, of course, today in many Jewish communities, people are encouraged to study for many uh, for, for a substantial amount of time after getting married before establishing a source of livelihood. So, first and foremost, the Ramam does not say a person is obligated to have enough money to pay for all his children's uh, college education and have a vacation house in the Hamptons and a bungalow, and then you should only learn Torah. That's not true. The basic uh, ability to have a very basic dwelling is sufficient. But some people like to twist the Torah according to their interests, and they try to make this a Zaraya that you have to graduate medical school and have a 401k fund before you should start learning Torah. The other point is, is that the, the Gedele Yisrael of our generation have pointed out that since, generally speaking, the economic situation of the Jewish community is positive, and therefore the general community ability to support such people is much more than it was in the past, and therefore it's acceptable. But more importantly, the uh, spiritual benefit it gives these individuals to pursue the rest of their lives in the business world as Erlich Yidin and the benefit it brings the Jewish community as a whole providing them with spiritual sustenance and the inspiration they bring from their years of Torah study both during that time and afterwards is sufficient reason to uh, spend time learning Torah most of your time before establishing a, a general parnasa. Halacha Yud Beis, business advice. If a person is forbidden to declare all his property ownerless or to declare it all consecrated to Beis HaMikdash, thereby become a burden to society for tzedakah. You should not sell a field and buy a house because a house is less of a guaranteed investment, right? It can be destroyed by lightning or a tornado. But a field is guaranteed forever. You should not sell his home and buy movable property because, again, that's even less guaranteed. You could lose it or it can become stolen. You should not do business with the money of his house to sell his house for business. So taking out a mortgage for an investment is not a good idea. You could sell movable property and purchase a field. That's a good investment. Here's the principle. Yosem Magmasi should make his effort that his proper, that his business endeavors and his uh, assets be successful. And to trade that which is temporary for that which is permanent. His intention should not be for a slight momentary pleasure or to enjoy some minimal pleasure at the cost of a great loss. 
the business dealings of a Talmud Chacham. The emes of Muna are with honesty and trustworthiness. He says on no, no, and on yes, yes. He's honest. He's very particular about himself with the amount he owes others. He doesn't try to weasel out of it. He gives and is uh, and he yields to others when he buys from them. So he gives. Uh, you know, he doesn't always ask back every penny of change. He's not uh, exacting with them. He pays for whatever he buys immediately. He doesn't, he doesn't take credit. He doesn't buy on credit. He does not become a guarantor for others. He does not uh, come with a... Uh, a, uh, a uh, he does not come with a letter of power of attorney or alternatively, alternatively translated uh, accepts objects for to watch them as a shamer. Veloy Kablan has not become a Kablan, which is a type of guarantor that has to pay back the debt if the lender asks for it even before he approaches the borrower. Because it says in the Gemara, a person who does these things is putting himself in a situation where he's uh, basically under someone else's control. He obligates himself in matters of business, even though the terror does not obligate him to do so. In order he stands by his, to stand by his word, and he should not go back on his word. If other people owe him in a litigation, he's gracious to them, he's forgiving to them, he lends them if necessary, and he gives them gifts. He never uh, tries to encroach on the, someone else's business to open up the same type of business Across the street, he never pains another person. He's the principle of the matter. He should be from those who are hounded, not those who hound others. Those who are embarrassed and humiliated, not those who embarrass others. Whoever acts in this way, and, that, and similarly, this is the Pasuk says, Hashem said to me, You, Yisrael, are my servant, through you I will be glorified. Needless to say, what the Rambam just said is not a contradiction to the principle that there are times where a person should appropriately assert himself from the, and uh, set appropriate boundaries regarding people who are harassing him and hounding him and embarrassing him.